Maturing product, it means also knowing what is the most important part of user experience. So in our case, we understood that the most important part that differentiates us from the competitors on that it's really unique value of our product, it's automation. So instead of building like website optimization with all possible types of solutions, like we, we use just one focused solution to make websites super fast. That's all. We saw that it's better just to keep simple hosting, but that can be really fast and well optimized. My name is Tigran Nazarian. I'm co-founder and CEO of Tenvet. This is Code Story, the podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries who share in the critical moments of what it takes to change an industry and build and lead a team that has your back. I'm your host, Noah Laphart, and today, how Tigran Nazaria created the best automated WordPress platform to empower the masses. All this and more on Code Story. Tigran Nazarian started out doing science in university. In fact, he was studying physics and then went on to do his PhD in astronomy and astrophysics. He never imagined he would eventually become a CEO of a company. He's a research guy, an introvert naturally, who likes to read, hike, and do nothing. And by do nothing, he means watch a sunset or the waves of the ocean. After school, he joined a company with his friends creating WordPress plugins. At first, he thought engineering wasn't that interesting, but as it turns out, he decided it was not less interesting than science and research. Eventually, he and his business partners decided that they could do more than plugins by hosting and automating the entire ecosystem. He saw great potential in that this type of opportunity could grow big. This is the creation story of 10Web. Tenweb is automated WordPress platform. So this is a platform to create, to host, to optimize and manage websites in WordPress websites in super fast and easy way. We're targeting not only consumers who do who create websites for themselves, but more businesses. People who whose job is site creation. They can be even developers or like uh, marketing agencies or design agencies. And uh, important point and experience of our platform is automation. This is the thing we want to focus on and we want to develop more and to make site creation process easy. As I already told, we had some legacy business. We had some experience in WordPress and plugin development, but basically we build the platform from the scratch. The important part of platform is WordPress hosting, which we get Google Cloud. It took a team of eight, around eight people, eight engineers, and uh, more than a year and a half to build the first version. This is not shared hosting. Those who know hosting in the hosting industry, this is not shared hosting, but this is containerized uh, cloud hosting. So it's modern type of hosting. So let's dive into the MVP. Tell me about that first product you built, that first version. How long did it take to build and what sort of tools did you use to bring it to life? As our team didn't have any experience in building web hosting, so basically we learned everything from scratch. 
We learned technologies where most of the developers were PHP developers. So they learned new technologies like Node.js, like Python. They learned the way to build modern hosting. And the MVP, it was just hosting for just simple website uh, without any additional features. But on the other hand, we had some plugins which provided some services. So basically our MVP was more than MVP. And now when looking back, I, I understand that it's, it, it was too much. So our MVP was hosting MVP, which was correct. But on top of that, we complemented it with rather eight or nine services. So it was not MVP at all. So it wasn't an MVP, but even still, when you're building those early products, you got to make certain decisions and trade-offs about, you know, what features and what services you're going to put in in the very beginning, right? Tell me about some of those decisions you had to make and, and how you coped with them. So for the part of the platform, the essential part, hosting, we basically researched the minimal technologies and we used them to create just minimal experience of hosting website without any additional parts like any uh, updates, any specific security stuff, etc. But we built a, with such an architecture that uh, could be scalable and provide potential for further expansion. So for example, our backup solution for websites, which was just WordPress plugin first. It wasn't even integrated with hosting. So it just was WordPress plugin, like there are several nice plugins in the market. So we just keep that plugin and add it to the hosting. But later we built real type of backup based on hosting. So another stuff like we created a minimal dashboard to manage websites. And now it turned into really big web application. It's now mobile friendly, but first it was not mobile at all. We, we, we just say, forget about mobile devices, just build it for desktops. The same for like site optimization. It's an essential part of our platform now, and it's really beautiful how we can provide super fast websites. But first it was just simple plugin for minimization and merging some scripts and stats. So you've got the MVP, you've got the simple MVP with services. How did you progress the product from that point? And how did you mature it? And, and how did you decide and put together your roadmap and, and figure out, okay, this is the next most important thing to build or add to the platform? I would say that, was, that this was the most difficult part. And we didn't do everything right in a right way. You know, when you have a lot of ideas, uh, you are tempted to do, okay, let's include that one as well. Let, let's do this, 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 and all the stuff. Let, let's improve everything. But um, this is not the way wo uh, it works. And um, basically it turned out that we first, we created like kind of solution that was called all-in-one uh, solution, all-in-one platform for WordPress. But uh, we got focused later. So maturing product, it means also knowing what is the most important part of user experience of your product. So in our case, we understood that it, the most important part that differentiates us from the competitors and that it's really unique value of our product, it's automation. 
So instead of building like uh, website optimization with all possible types of solutions, like we, we use the, uh, just one focused solution to make websites super fast. That's all. Or instead of building hosting that can account for any type of website, let's say e-commerce website that can also make uh, be integrated with uh, CDNs and let's let's take CDN integration into the product. No, we we saw that it's better just to keep simple hosting, but that can be really fast and well optimized. So it it was the automation, and yeah, I would say that. Uh, also, having customer feedback helped us a lot because uh, we might have a lot of ideas, but really customer validates them. How did you go about obtaining that customer feedback or validating a new idea or figuring out what the market was asking for? How did you go about that process? First, it was, I would say, just MVP version of a customer feedback machine. We just had some chat where customers can could provide some questions and support. It's more, it was more about support and then reviews came. But the real important part of feedback is first, you can talk to customers. You should talk to customers. So we started to talk to customers directly by calling them through Zoom and having long conversation and also asking questions about uh, questions not only about our product, but about them. How do they work? Let's say if that's web agency, how do they create websites? What's their processes? What are the challenges they have? So that was the real most meaningful customer feedback. And the second thing is that we really focused on the data. Now we are really data-driven company. We have data team, we have a lot of data. We have more data than we can process. And it's beautiful. When you wanna analyze everything, the way your customers interact with the product. So these two uh, things help us now to focus on the things that really matter. Well, let's switch to team. So how did you go about building your team? And what did you look for in those people to indicate, okay, they are the winning horses to join you? Thanks to the previous experience, we have some core team that uh, were mostly engineers. So, and our bet was uh, winning because uh, they were really great people. And uh, I would say the great team is the is people who can do their job better than their managers or the, the company founders. Because when you grow, you need to delegate to them. And it's good that you have such a team that can do that. And our team is nice in that um, uh, aspect. So on the other hand, we built not only engineering team, it was our strength engineering uh, team but we expanded more into other uh, aspects like marketing, customer support, and we learned a lot of stuff. So uh, we first prioritized this stuff. It's, it's not only about building technology and writing code. We first prioritized, I mean, we co-founders. And uh, we, tried to uh, we tried to find who can be the best people in the community who can join the team. Although we didn't have much experience in these areas, so it's kind of risky to think that 
you want a higher team that you are not expect of, but I would say we succeeded in that. Well, let's flip to scalability. And, and you mentioned this earlier, but let's dig into the topic. So did you build this to scale efficiently from day one, or are you fighting this as you grow? We have no problems with scalability, and I'm really happy. Like having great engineering team, the people who can make such decisions, decisions that will work years later, like taking into account the possibility of a platform to scale, and to write the code, to write the technology in the, with the proper architecture. So in this sense, we have no problems. And um, I, of course, when the company scales, some stuff needs should be rewritten or uh, refactored or recreated, which is okay. But uh, the important part is if you have the essential parts, the essential architecture in the right way, you will have no problems later. And on the other hand, we uh, one should not over-engineer in that sense. Like we didn't make decisions. We we thought that we we didn't need a dead point in the past. So we did only the things that we need and needed at that point and perhaps will be necessary. But all the other aspects we didn't solve. So we didn't over engineer in that matter. Uh, perhaps I would also mention in this regard that uh, uh, when companies bootstrapped, you have another approach. But when you have a lot of money, you do some completely perhaps different things. In what aspect? Because when you are bootstrapped, you, you don't have much money to uh, over-engineer and uh, to even sometimes to write everything taking into account the future. You, you solve the current emergent problems, emergency problems. Uh, it's good to some sense, but uh, it might be tempting to do quick solution that rather uh, later cause problems with scalability. And But good that we avoided such problems. That is good. And that's unique to avoid those and it makes a it makes a much smoother transition, and I think it makes sense that that you focused on that in the beginning, given that automation was such a huge part of your of your value prop. Yeah, exactly. And uh, recently, we actually raised two millions from Sierra Ventures and AI Fund, and it was a good validation for our value proposition of automation. This is basically what differs us from the competitors, because the market is really crowded and it's kind of red ocean with a lot of sharks. Well, as you step out on the balcony and you look across all that you've built with 10Web, what, what are you most proud of? I'm most proud of our team and the, the fact that we succeeded to build a company with great culture, a company that can grow by itself. Uh, a company that does not depend on a single person. I mean, if I leave the company, I don't want to leave, but if I leave the company, I'm sure that everything will work smoothly because everything is set up from the beginning in the right manner. Well, let's flip the script a little bit. So tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it. I would mention two types of mistakes. First is that uh, 
a lot of stuff and generation of ideas and solutions in the beginning from, was from within. It's, it's not the best way. Of course, you need to have some vision and strategy, but uh, you shouldn't generate both problems and solutions from within. You need to talk to customer to see the problem and also uh, validate the solution. Not, not thinking the solution the way you, you, you would like, but perhaps in the reality, it's not a solution for customer. So this is first thing that was our mistakes, and but we learned and we fixed that. I'm happy with that. The second thing is that uh, we more and more uh, understand the value of focus. Previously, we tried to do a lot of stuff together, and we did all of them, or we did we did none of them. Uh, but uh, having focus is very important. Like uh, we had team or uh, five, six engineers who were doing more projects than their headcount was. <laughs> it, was it was crazy experience when during the day, like engineers switched from three, between three and four pro or four projects. Uh, th that's crazy way that that's, this is not what we want to do in the future. Well, tell me what the future looks like for, you know, the product and for your team. First, uh, for short-term future, uh, it looks like a challenge of fast growth. When you need to keep the speed, you, you need to keep the momentum and uh, forget about a lot of things and do what it really matters right now. So, and not to turn into kind of slow turtle or enterprise type of company. Uh, this is short-term challenge, but a long-term challenge is that with our vision, which is really disruptive in web uh, development and web hosting industry, and the technology is disruptive as well. Because, for example, we have uh, site-building solution powered by artificial intelligent algorithms. So, our vision and future is that we want to disrupt this industry. We see great potential here. We see that a uh, lot of websites uh, in, are hosted on shared hostings, which are really awful. They are slow, they, are, they don't perform well. We see people spending uh, countless hours to create websites, like average website creation, it takes uh, from A to Z, Z, it takes five weeks for professionals. So we see great potential here to automate uh, processes, to make the people work easier and to focus on the most creative part rather than putting stuff. Let's switch to you, Degren. Who influences the way that you work? A, a CEO, a CTO, an architect, really any person. Name a person that you look up to and why. If you need single person, I would mention one of our co-founders. He was previously CEO and now is the chairman. His name is uh, Arto, Arto Minasian. He's kind of person who is always come with ideas and who always makes the company move. And uh, now I'm following him in this position and he really influences. And uh, this is single person, but uh, in reality, the whole team 
is influencing each other because we have set up uh, clear and uh, often communication and uh, people are open to feedback in the company and I also learned a lot from different people in our company so uh, that person sh not necessarily should be your manager but can be your team member your employee employed and uh, being open to feedback uh, trusting the team uh, motivates to myself as well to change to do the work better and to learn new stuff to do them better you know we talked about a mistake right uh, but a little bit different spin maybe not a mistake if you could go back to the beginning what would you do differently or where would you consider taking a different approach Perhaps I would like to get some experience in one of uh, Silicon Valley large companies before doing my uh, startup. And uh, this is what I see lacking. It's not, it's not critical, but it makes the process the work easier because uh, a lot of stuff was done before previously and people have got some experience. So, it's easier to learn that experience by working in that environment and also get their values, that style of work, and then to do your own stuff. So this is the first thing. And um, I would say also that I would like to study product management year, several years before, because uh, I turned into the ma into manager, into uh, executive from being uh, technology person, but I really would like to have product mindset a few years ago. I can totally relate to that. Same boat, same tension there with needing to know more of the product side of things. I completely, completely relate to that. Well, last question, Tigran. You're getting on a plane and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who has built the next big thing. They're jazzed about it. They can't wait to show it off to the world. Can't wait to show it off to you right there on the plane. What advice do you give that person having gone down this road a bit? I would ask that person, who is he working with? Who are his teammates? If uh, he's comfortable with that team, it's really great. Because uh, on the long run, if it's he or she built Great, great product, the next big thing. So it means that uh, their company should grow very fast. And uh, you can't do everything alone. You need to delegate. And uh, at some point, even you reach to the point that you don't know even what's going in your company. You don't know all the people in your company even. Uh, but uh, having great team, great founding team with a great culture will help to scale the company and focus on the most important things, the product, on strategy and vision rather than operation or uh, hiring or firing people. That's good advice. Well, Tigran, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for telling the creation story of TinWeb. Thank you very much. And this concludes another chapter of Code Story. Code Story is hosted and produced by Noah Laphart. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. Support the show on patreon.com slash codestory for just five to ten bucks a month. 
And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Both things help us out tremendously. And thanks again for listening.